What's up, Bravehearts community? This is Sean Heineman here with another segment of It's Scary to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. Today is going to be another great episode because I have a special guest in the house with me. And today we are going to discuss sticky situations, the gift of goodbye. Uh, this is going to be a powerful episode because I got a chance to go through the book today and you are in for a treat. We're going to discuss questions such as what makes it hard to say goodbye to an unhealthy relationship. We're going to discuss how long is too long for the proposal for marriage. We're going to discuss, do you feel that the church has done a good job with teaching on relationships and marriage and so many more questions. My guest today, she's an educator, a graduate of Mississippi State, where she obtained her Bachelor's of Science in Educational Psychology with an emphasis in counseling. During her time at Mississippi State, she became a member of Zeta, Zeta Phi Beta sorority. Today, she serves as a middle school administrator and is committed to the mission of providing academic excellence for youth. I love that. Uh, outside of her passion for youth and education, she has a love for and a deep uh, devotion to Christ and helping others grow spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Bravehearts community, let's show some love to author Kiara Taylor. How you doing, Kiara? Doing great. Thank you for that warm welcome. I feel famous. I feel special. Because <laughs> you are. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> We'll get used to it because there's plenty more coming in store for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, for sure. So how, first of all, how was your new year? This is 2022, the first episode of, of 2022. This <laughs> um, my new year was good. I didn't really do anything but a vision board with my best friend, which was awesome. I don't like being out and about. I prefer to be at church, but with COVID, they did the online this year. So tuned in online and went with my best friend to do a vision board. So that was great. And I came home and went to bed because I'm old and I like going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sean? I, oh, uh, yeah, we turned up last night, had family over. Uh, we was playing all kind of card games and stuff. Um, and, and as some I of you might, I uh, know, actually, I'm not a spades guy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody look at me sideways. Like, um, <laughs> okay. So we're on the same team. Yep. Team. team no space. Space. <laughs> Black car revolt. Black car revolt. For real. Yeah. And, and some of you might've seen on my Facebook post yesterday, we was up at one thirty doing pushups. Um, yeah. Um, that's how turned up we were last night but anyway nevertheless this is isn't about me this is about you today and discussing your book uh sticky situations the gift of goodbye i love the title by the way thank you uh let's jump into this what inspired you to write sticky situations so initially i just wanted to write a book right so ever since i was a little girl i've had a love for writing uh reading all things journalism that was me so I don't think anybody is surprised that I wrote a book. I just had to decide what I wanted to write about. Uh, so I figured out, I think around 2012, when I was in college and I wanted to write on the topic of love, I was feeling it very strong. I'm in love with love, like most women, not, not so much now. And we, I'll fast forward to it later. But at that time, I was infatuated with it. Um, I'm a believer of marriage, all those great things. So I was like, when I get married, I'm going to tell the story about how I got to my husband. I'm going to walk everybody to, uh, through that journey. Mm -hmm. um, but if you read my book, um, even Sean, with you reading parts of it, I'm sure you can put together that there was not a Prince Charming at the end of the story. So <laughs> I was sitting on the couch one day and I was going through a breakup. Um, I was dating somebody at the beginning of this year after coming off of a two-year um a two-year hiatus of being, I was single. I was in my single season, right? I dated this guy for three years. We broke up. I didn't seriously date for two years after him. So this year I got into my first committed relationship since that relationship. Well, I got the idea to do sticky situations to get the goodbye. I got the title. So I'm thinking, oh, I've met this great guy. Now is the time to write it. He's going to be the Prince Charming at the end. Well, by May, we were broken up. <laughs> it 
And it was it was hard, believe it or not. It was really hard because people, you know, put um equate love with with time. And I can truly say, you know, just having a healthy relationship after you've been in a toxic one, that is a harder attachment to let go of than an unhealthy one. So I was at home, I'm grieving, I'm doing the girl thing, uh, I'm, I'm crying, ugly crying. And God audibly spoke to me and said, write it now. Um, write it now. Mm. And so I said, Lord, I don't feel like writing a book. I'm devastated. I don't want to talk about love. I don't want to talk about another field relationship. I was kind of embarrassed, you know, if I'm being honest, that I had been without a relationship for two years and the thought of sharing with the world that I still hadn't had this thing figured out. I still hadn't met Prince Charming. It didn't make sense to me, right? Um, not, not in my carnal mind. It didn't make sense. But I was obedient. I got up, called my cousin who had written a book before. I said, look, God told me to write this book. He told me to do it right now. I don't know why, but I'm going to call you so you can tell me where to start because you've written a book before you've done this. And so, um, lo and behold, God is just great like that. My cousin was actually starting her publishing company and she had, um, hadn't shared it with anybody. So she's the one that ended up publishing my book. So he prompted me in that moment because she also needs to hear that in that moment. So that's how I got to sticky situations to get the goodbye. This long story, but that's it <laughs> yeah no that's awesome because uh and i appreciate one thing i do love about the book is the transparency yeah i believe that's something that we're missing by today's standards uh, especially with social media and we're always posting our highlight reels absolutely you know and in this book you're very transparent i believe one reason we um why we struggle with relationships today especially when it comes to passing on knowledge to our younger people we don't share our vulnerabilities. We don't share the 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 sleepless nights. We don't we don't share the the tears. Uh, we don't share that. We just talk about how we just made it. Yeah. You know. Um. And just some tra- a transparent moment for me. I've been through a divorce. Like what I'm doing now, I've just rebranded. Wow. So I was doing this years ago. I was podcasting before podcasters were podcasting like I was yeah I was in the the infancy stages where people would call me and say what is that thing that you're recording what is that thing called so I had a whole show before this while I was married in my first marriage wow yeah so this is rebranded wow yeah and uh so you talk about transparency I talk about my failures and and things that didn't work so uh yeah, so I appreciate that because I think that's something that we're missing. So uh, shout out yeah. to, to Transparency. Thank you. Thank you. I imagine, I know that you're the interviewer, but what is the the feeling now? You know, I, I watch your podcast. I'm a new fan since Jason put me on. So I got shout out to Jason. Love you, bro. Mm, I know he's going to watch it. Um, But I have watched, you know, some of, um, your episodes, and I heard you talk a little bit about how this relationship, you know, completely different. And I love how you still have respect for your ex, and still, are, you know, you're able to realize like I made mistakes in that. That wasn't it, and I continue to move on. So, what is that feeling like versus when you were in that relationship during your podcast to now in a new? I'm not going to say healthy relationship, but the relationship that God ordained for you mm. but what's the the feeling of sitting you know doing this right now versus then uh, oh good one um first of all let me say I will you know I, I I never talk bad about my ex because I'm like I married her right so why yeah. would I talk about why would I talk bad about somebody that I spent 14 years with right uh, <laughs> you know that I think a lot about you <laughs> yeah we need to take accountability for our actions um to answer your question it's it's a feeling that I've never had before because the first time around um, I was actually making money from YouTube and stuff like that the first time around doing these videos yeah so I had more than 150 videos so I had to let all of that stuff go because she was in that content with me Ah, wow yeah so that back then it felt good because I achieved a lot of goals Mm -hmm. but 
in full transparency, I wasn't really following through with all the stuff that I taught. Mm. It was there was a lot of barriers because um, they they say those who don't know teach or something like that, you know. Um. So the, so this time around, I, I'm I, I'm in therapy. Um, you know, I have my individual therapist, my wife have her therapist and we have a therapist together. Like we are, we are fully committed to this. Um, so I'm actually really walking out what, um, what I I talk about now. So I'm actually putting myself on display for the world to, to hold me accountable to it. Right. (laughs) They gonna hold you accountable for sure. Yeah. And, and shout out to those who continue to rock with me, even through those tough times that still because they can look at me and say, oh, you're a fraud. You're fake. You don't you know, you didn't follow through. But we all make mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that answers your question. But yes, it's 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 yeah. a wonderful feeling this time around. I feel more yeah. complete. I feel more confident um, because my wife watched my content, too. So she will. <laughs> she let me know about myself. Um, shout out to supportive women shout out to supportive women <laughs> Kara we cannot put a price on a supportive spouse or significant it's because she allowed me to do the space to give me the space that I have now uh she's just wonderful because we have three small mm. kids at home mm. and she still allows me the time to to work my craft because she notices what I love I'm, I'm I'm not good at anything goes but doing this yeah. Um, and besides being a dad and, and the husband, I mean, I'm great at yeah. those things, but yeah. Yeah. It's so. your thing. Yeah. So shout gotcha. out to, to those who, who support each other's dreams in spite of. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah. I put you in the high seat. You supposed to be interviewing me. <laughs> you know what? No, it's, it's all good. You, you know, you the one with the new, new hot book out right now. I haven't wrote anything in years. So, uh, <laughs> You a fellow author? You a fellow author? Yes, yes. Okay. I've, I've written five books. Oh, you you got to send me a book. You got to yeah. send me a book. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. You you talked about wasting four and a half years in a dead end relationship. Uh, what makes it hard to say goodbye to an unhealthy relationship for those who might be struggling because they know the relationship isn't going anywhere? Yeah. But they they still kind of have a tendency to hold on to this hope. Um, why, why is that comfort Mm. that's number one right um men and women I think men more so um than women we operate in comfort way more you know than we walk into boldness um the fear of the unknown Mm. you know that saying I I rather dance with the devil I know yeah right because one thing that people underestimate um, is that every single relationship you get into is going to come with a, a quote-unquote devil. There's going to be something that you don't like about your significant other. There's going to be um, those things that make you feel like, uh, I, I can't I can't do it. Um, and oftentimes, rather than us braving through it, mm-hmm. just throw it all away. So then you go to the next relationship and you're ready to give up again because you see their new devil. So you rather stay with the devil you know. I don't want to get to know your flaws. I'd rather deal with the flaws that I already know. Um, and then I would say the third reason, a big one for me, um, even from that age, I dated that guy, the four-year relationship from my sophomore year in high school to my sophomore year in college. So even in my early 20s to now my early 30s, I feel the exact same thing about this third reason and this return on my investment. Mm. I did not like the idea of putting so much, depositing so much into somebody, they becoming this great man and you get to reap the benefits of it, right? Like that bothered me, Um, not anymore, but you know, it did, you know, it's always in the back of my mind, like a man is is eventually gonna be everything you wanted him to be, but imagine it not being to you and you're the one that, you know, quote unquote, helped mold him. So I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I wanted to be comfortable. I wanted to stick it out. I wanted to see it through and get a return on my investment. I I just did. I didn't want any other woman to reap the benefits of that man. I love that. Oh yeah. my God, that is so good. I'm glad you said that because I, I can say that for myself as well, that I've <laughs> been through a divorce 
And through my divorce, I became better. Yep. You know, so yeah. my wife, so now that I'm married, remarried, uh, she reaps the benefits because I realized yeah. what my personal issues were in my last marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. You grow, right? So I hated it because, um, like I said, even now I can say like almost every guy that I dated, every almost every guy in that book, they went on to get married after me with everything I taught them. But um, I learned to be okay with it. Like, you know, it, I learned to be okay with the fact that somebody is going to be the molder of someone else. When I mm-hmm. received my husband, some other woman, I'm, I'm going to be reaping the benefits of what he learned from her. So I'm just like, well, I'll be on the other end of it someday. But, you know, right now, this is what it is. You know, I'm glad I could help deposit into those men. Wow. Words of maturity. I like that you said that you're going to reap too. You know, you're going to you're going to benefit. Absolutely. You know, because I think a lot of times we don't think like that. Like you're going to benefit from somebody else as well. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, we always look at it as I'm helping somebody else to become better. But what about you? Yep, absolutely. Mm. I love that. <laughs> oh my god! In your mind, how long is too long for the proposal for marriage? Uh, my mind has changed so much about that um, just within the past three years, right? So, I so can you tell me your can you, can you tell me your old mindset and then tell me what you're doing? Uh, Okay, my old mindset, I used to say no more than five years. I used to say that, no more than five years, right? But the older I got and the more I started going through relationships and just learning myself, I feel like it's situational. Uh, One thing that bugs me, and I actually had a man to pick my brain about this that I was dating, and this is post Kiara thinking that five years is to live it. This is mature Kiara realizing that there really shouldn't be a time limit on it, okay? So he says, well, I think that five years should be the minimum. And I wanted him to explain to me why, why the five years? Because I had reached a place of maturity where I understood that five years doesn't guarantee anything. Two years, six years, 10 years, it it doesn't guarantee that I'm the one or not the one for you. And so really when you think about proposing, it's about a feeling. It's about intention. It, you know, we're being honest. You feel like that's the one. You feel like it's the time and all those things. And he could not justify to me why it had to be five years. He just felt like five years, within five years, you know somebody. Fast forward, my mindset now, I feel like as men and women within year one, and I'm going to be honest, Sean, I can tell you by date one, if you're somebody that I can see a future with somebody, and I don't mean husband and wife. I mean, I can sit down with you on date number one and tell if we could be in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, quote unquote, um, or, or if we just, we, we don't match up. Um, I, I can tell that from sitting, having one conversation with you. So within the first year, we typically know if we can see a future with somebody, that honeymoon phase, for me, it typically wears off within six months. So we're having our first fights. I'm seeing the ugly sides of you. And I think that's a big factor. I, I think after, let me see how I feel about you after we have trouble. Forget the honeymoon phase, forget, you know, the Kiara, this lovey-dovey, and, you know, it's all good. We holding hands and walking to the park and, let me see what you are like when you don't like me. So can you can you help some of the single folks out with your secret sauce as far as uh you know within that first date? Can you can you give us a little pull the veil back a little bit? Okay, well I see or, or, or am I giving away I'm the gonna, secret I'm sauce? I'm gonna go against my I'm I'm gonna give my ladies secret away to a man, but I'll do that. Um one thing is I have learned to stop telling men what I want. Is giving them the cheat sheet. So if I tell you every single thing that I'm looking for, I can tell you the bare minimum, like you need to be a man of faith, but maybe I don't expound upon it. Like, hey, I'm looking for the man that's gonna cover me in prayer when I can't do it for myself. I'm looking for the man who, you know, when I'm being lazy in my word, he, he says, hey, hey, babe, we need to do this and that. I'm looking for the man that exhibits the qualities 
that the Bible says a man. So I don't go that deep, even though I know that's what I want. I'm just real surface. Hey, you know, you, you got to be a man of God. You got to believe in God, right? I don't go into details, you know, um, where a man could pretty much pull the wool over my eye because you know what I want to see. And you're going to show me that. So I let the men talk on date number one. What's your, what are your intentions? What do you want? Women lose out a lot, myself included, when we don't learn how to be quiet. I've learned how to be quiet and just let men talk. They're used to us talking. I just sit and listen. I just sit and listen. And so by the end of it, you show your hand, you played it and you don't even know it because we underestimate that men feel as strongly as we do. We underestimate that men go into things with intentions as much as we do. But like I said, what happens is we usually do all the talking. We do all the talking. We give so much of ourselves away. So you walk away from the day. He knows everything he needs to say to woo you. He knows everything he needs to say to, to get in your panties, to, to sweep you off your feet, you know, and you know nothing. So ladies, being quiet goes a long way. Being quiet goes a long way. Just listen. Listen. He'll reveal his heart. He'll reveal his intentions. Just listen. If you're going to tell him something about yourself, make it surface. Give him, you know, your basics, your bare minimum. Not not something that he could use to to play you. Yeah. And 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 you're telling women not to talk. That's going to be a tough sell. (laughs) It works. It works. Because let me say this, Sean, I don't have my husband, right? But I also am not sitting around with a broken heart because I've invested in the wrong person. It's a big difference. Yes. The, the timing mm-hmm. is getting shorter. Mm-hmm. I'm going from three years, well, started with four of wasting time to mm-hmm. three years to four months. Mm-hmm. So I've learned how to just call it out early. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's yeah, that's that's some wisdom right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can if 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 you know you can drop those gems at 20. I think that's probably you got to be a little seasoned in the game to yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Because in my 20s, I thought there was a time stand. Now I will say this, you know, if I had to say what would start raising my eyebrow, even somebody that's confident within timing. Um, I think that after year three. I do start to look like, what are we doing? Mm. Mm-hmm. So if I had to say, you know, when do my antennas go up? I'm like about year three. I start to wonder, like, if you don't know it, because I, I have learned that most men and women, but men are shocking me. They know what they, they know what they want. I, I met a man, like I said, within months who was, he took me home to meet mom, all the family and friends and had never taken a girl home before in his 30s because he said well I said well how is that you were able to do that these past 10 years um not take a woman home not take a woman seriously and you met me and everything just he said because I know what I want when I was with those women I knew they weren't what I wanted and I knew what I wanted when I saw it Kiera so many women underestimate men because a lot of times I think a lot of women think that we just, you know, we just want to get in your pants and that's it. Now, some yeah. of that is true, but right. <laughs> but I will yeah. say a man does know what he wants. And yeah. from the first time that he meets you, he's, he's going to put you in a category. Yes. Especially after that first date, he's going to find out, let me see, is she somebody that I could just kind of screw? Is she somebody yeah. that, that uh, she's maybe she's arm candy. She isn't that brilliant upstairs but yep. she's great arm candy. Like we categorize yep. women and yep. I don't know if women do the same thing, but we know all the time. If we want to marry you, we know. I mean, I, my wife and I, we dated long distance. I married her six months after meeting her on Instagram. Yeah. It, it doesn't take long. And what you just said, Sean, is what I was explaining earlier about. I know after the first date where we are going or, or not going, like Women, I'm like, we give away so much of our power because like you said, what y'all are doing as men is what I've learned how to do as a woman. Mm-hmm. Not assume that everybody that takes the time out to take me out to eat wants something authentic, wants something genuine. I've learned to stop getting so excited that I play myself. 
I show my hand. So that's exactly what I mean uh, when I said, I know about a first date. Mm-hmm. I know. So, and, and it doesn't take me long. Like you said, you knew in six months. And well, and you asked her, you said you guys got married in six months. Yeah, we, we proposed, I proposed to her after three months and we were right. dating long distance. Right. Right. That's, like, that's exactly I, I proposed to her over Skype. <laughs> My boy couldn't wait. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But there was a reason for that, though, Kiera. I, okay. you know, we were, we were, we weren't going to be able to see each other for at least another six weeks, as far as travel. Okay. Uh, you know, so this is pre-pandemic, right? This is 2017. Okay. Um, so it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not going to see her for a while. But I went to the mall and I went and bought her ring because I said I knew what she liked. I said if if I find this ring today that's just confirmation it's going down if i find this ring sure enough i found it it was and i didn't have to look hard i didn't have to force my hand it was there and i was like okay and then i proposed to her and over skype and i just showed her the ring and i talked to her you know will you marry me she yeah and the funny thing was she took a picture of she did like the ugly sad face like a picture on skype like she still has the picture it's the funniest thing ever oh my god yeah so Thank you for sharing this, Sean, because you just, you're making my point. That's exactly why I no longer put a cap on it. And that's exactly why, like I said, when I get to the about three-year mark, mm-hmm. I'm raising that brow because I know, I've learned without a shadow of a doubt that men do know. And so if it's, if you're, you know, hesitant for some reason, other than maybe financial, you know, so men, so there are a lot of men, they're just like, hey, I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. I know you're the one, but I want to do X, Y, and Z. But if you simply are telling me that you don't know within a certain amount of time, I don't believe that. Mm. I, I don't believe it. I don't buy that. Let, let me ask you this. Do you do how do you feel about dating multiple people at one time? Is that one thing that you cool mm-hmm. with? Or how, how do you feel about that? What, what would your advice be? Oh my God. I personally have never been able to do it. I'm just not my my attention span and it takes a lot and let me say this I think it depends on where you are right like right now being seven eight months off of relationship I feel like dating I feel like dating multiple people and letting them know my intentions up front hey I'm just looking to you know catch a movie some dinner you know just have some company pretty much companionship I'm not if you're okay with that great if not you know whatever so I'm in that mindset now, like, but I'm just getting to a place where I feel like that's okay and it's healthy. Now, if I know that I am in pursuit of marriage, you know, uh, which I just came out of that season, I am, I am of the thought that it needs to be one at a time, because how intentional can you be about me and me about you and you're dividing your time? You're dividing your time. And, and it takes a lot when you're talking about seriously, Dave, when you're talking about intentional, purposeful pursuit, that takes a lot of time and effort. And so it's only so much I believe that I can give you and you can give me if that attention is divided. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm I'm kind of, and I joke around and say, I say this a lot that, uh, you know, i I barely know my wife and we've been married almost five years now. I only can imagine trying to date multiple women at one time. Uh, that's, that's a lot trying to remember birthdays and, and yes. special occasions. And we met at the park or, you know, all this uh-huh. stuff and I'm getting my women confused. It's a lot, <laughs> <laughs> at least for me, you know, some guys, yeah. they, I don't know, but I like to have that laser sharp focus that, I get to know you as an individual. So that way I'm not Uh spreading myself thin and I Uh can say that I really gave her a fair chance. Right. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. because you can be in different pockets at one time. So you got three or four, you know, you got your rotation, but you, you like, did you really give other people that fair chance because you're spreading yourself among four people? Absolutely. You know, but that's my thought process is, you know, I mean, we're on the same page. Yeah. We're on the same page. I just no, no, like not, not when, like you said, you're trying to be intentional about getting to know somebody. It's a hard balance. Like hmm. it's just too much. So yeah. 
Yeah, because you can you can take the time and, and there's nothing wrong with people. If they multiple day, that's what they do. Because I know we live in this social media age where a lot of, you know, you just a swipe away, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm done with her swipe, you know, and yeah. you're on to the next yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with what you just said, I'm, I'm about to do it again. I'm about to interview you. <laughs> How do you feel about um, this new age dating where men and women are just easily accessible, right? So I don't have to deal with you being a chase and investing in you because I know Sally Sue, um, you know, like you said, it's just a swipe away. I'm just whatever. Nobody really wants to, one of my good friends and I was talking about this other day, nobody really wants to stay and do the work because it's just like, I have everything and everybody at my fingertip. Like literally just. Yeah. That's, that, that's scary. Um, to me it's scary. Uh, I don't know if you was finished asking your question or not, but I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you, like, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I, I think, I think depending on how you wire, because I'm old school, right? I'm, I'll be 45 in February. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of from the, the thought process that when I went to go buy gas, that's all they sold was gas. You know, you went in there and maybe you want to grab a honey bun and stuff like that. But now when you go to the gas station, they got screens in the gas station and they saying you can buy hot dogs and lap dances and all kind of crap. I'm not ah. lap dancing. <laughs> Not lap dances, <laughs> but, but that's, that's how many options they give you just to go get yeah. gas, you yeah. know? So I'm thinking to me, it might be, um, it might be too much. It yeah. might be too much, but it depends on how you're wired because I understand in today's age, these kids, they're born with iPhones in their hands. Yeah. So they might be used to just you know, all over the place, you know, here, there, here, there. So I think it could be dangerous, but it can be beneficial to just depends on the user. Um, Yeah. But I think too, a lot of relationships can really go south because there's always some fine woman on Instagram. Always. Always, right? I'm not going to lie. I'd be on Instagram and I'd be like, thank God I ain't a man. I don't think I'd be... (laughs) wholesome meek and mild just being honest like it's so much temptation on there and I'm a woman that's very um comfortable anybody tell you Jason to tell you like I think I'm the most comfortable woman when it comes to compliment other women I think women are so beautiful and I'm just like dang they just getting better and better with time like if I was a man like you know I do understand the temptation I I really do you got to be like you said, Sean, you got to be really wired a different way to resist all the temptation that's in front of us today. Like, you just got to have it here. Yep. You, you got to. Yep. To me, it boils, down, it boils down to, and don't get me wrong, nobody's above temptation. Right. Because people, I think the biggest misconception that people get from marriage is once I'm married, everybody else gets ugly you know what i'm saying or or you, you you're not gonna see anybody else fine you know i'm married not blind yeah right so uh, i think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that people get with marriage so uh temptation will be there i think it boils down to your moral compass and, and uh um you know what yeah i ain't gonna even talk about that because this is about ah, you, not about me the moral compass the moral compass yeah you gotta uh, have that you gotta because i and for me i guess i'm being transparent i see fine women all the time you absolutely. know but and i'm living in texas it's like all the women are beautiful in texas right so here's the thing i always look i always project forward like i have way too much to lose absolutely you know and then i'm thinking what will my kids say about me 20 years from now that I cheated on their mom? Like I'm thinking of this stuff way down the road um, because I, I was, I, I was listening to Will Smith book and Will Smith was talking about his dad. And then in my head, I'm thinking, but I wonder what will my boys say about me? So that yeah. kind of helps keep me on the, the straight and narrow. And, and of course I love my wife too. I would never want to disrespect her, but uh what are they going to say? I don't want to sound morbid, but what are they going to say at my funeral? 
Mm. I think that's that's something that keeps me at bay. And then my my personal relationship with God, because he always keep me on a on a short leash. Like the Kira, I can't get away with anything. <laughs> you no, know? not when you truly call by God. Not no. Yeah, I can't get away with stuff. I I can't go sleep with seven hundred women, and I I can't do all that stuff. I I just can't get away with anything. So uh, yeah, that's what it boils down to. God, my I have a link this big in my chain. How close I am to God. So whenever yeah. I get out of character, he's like, "Boy, you know better." That conviction kick in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I think is a key in 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 dating because I think that was my thing with my wife and I. She has a moral compass, and she had that personal relationship with God. So yeah. I think that's something that I really value. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you wrote in your book uh, about the old saying: "The best way to get over someone is to get under someone new." Uh, do you think that's an effective way to recover from a previous relationship? Hey, no. <laughs> Because people um, believe this, Kiera. Yeah, and, and I did too, right? Um, mm-hmm. Hence why I put that quote in my book because um, from chapters two through five, Sean, mm-hmm. I lived by that. And we saw the end result of all those situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter two was called Patch Work Hard Intentionally. That's where I got it from, the name. Because I literally was just patching it up. I wasn't really healing it. I was just patching it up with the next guy. The next guy that showed me some attention. The next guy that could make me essentially forget about all the pain that I was experiencing from the last dude, right? Just patching it up. And so I don't believe that. It was not until I was able um, to really lay my pain at God's feet and face it myself because that's hard. Um, I can't tell you how far in a depression I was and didn't even realize it. Um, And I had to just sit there because I was just like, God, I would rather just be alone and broken with you than to let another man make me feel this. But we talking about three, four guys later, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So even when I I knew better, because I knew better, um, before I completely stopped getting under another guy to get over the list. I knew better a long time ago, Um, but it it just took me to be completely broken down for the last time and not recognizing myself and not feeling healthy. And like you said, when you're truly called by God, that conviction won't let you go. Yeah, It won't let let you go. And I was just like, oh my God, like, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Who is this person that's settling for these subpar men I hate to say it you know no disrespect to them but that's what they were at the time and that's who they presented themselves to be to me doesn't mean they weren't great men but they were not great to me um you know one chapter you know as I was writing it I I just I started crying because I couldn't believe that one I allowed somebody to treat me that way and two somebody would um allow themselves to treat somebody so terrible Mm -hmm. in a state of vulnerability so ladies and gentlemen, because men do it too. Yes. Um, men, move, move, men move on like this. I, I, they, they move on like this. Um, I did. I, yeah, yeah. See, you know, nobody wants to deal with the pain. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to face it. Um, and so it is not worth it um, just to prove a point because most of the time we're trying to prove a point to their ex. Yep. Um, and, it, and it's not worth it just to just out of fear of being alone it is not worth it you know what you lose in the end it's not worth it to get under somebody else yeah because you can have a hole in the wall and put a picture over the hole but at the end of the day there's still a hole in the wall still a hole yeah yeah and it just delays the inevitable because what is inevitable is that you're going to have to face that you're broken. You're going to face it. You're either going to face it by yourself and, and with God, because he's, you know, always there. You're going to either choose to do it that way, or you're going to keep facing it in the next person. That is so you're just going to take it to the next person. That is so true because life is connected, right? And me and Jason was talking about this the other day. Life is connected because don't think that anything is just an isolated incident. Absolutely. Whatever you've been through with somebody in year number two, if you don't heal, you're going to still deal with that pain 
three or four guys later. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's still there. It's, it hasn't gone anywhere. You're just shifting it to the next person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I, I've been waiting to ask you this question, and that's why I saved it for last. <laughs> because <laughs> you know we we you know we love the lord and you know we yep. go to church and yep. you know all the good stuff so do you yep. feel that the church has done a good job with teaching on marriage and relationships what are your take on that growing up absolutely not mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. growing up you hear the basics and i am a traditional baptist to the heart hymns congregational hymns front row i sang in the choir st peter's rock choir um I did not, as, as an adult, now I realized looking back, there was nothing that equipped me for truly loving another person unconditionally, right? What you hear is the, the surface, the bare minimum. Yeah. Oh, you know, be wed, don't shake up, that gets beat in your head, don't have premarital sex, and all of these um things that remind you of old testament law the law right yes. just just the law not this is how you love and this is how a marriage um you get to see a marriage through 20 plus years no one gave me that mm-hmm. no one gave me that not in the church and you know i don't think it was intentional sometimes you realize the church failed you because they don't know they're going just you know um before god in a surface way but I will say, shout out to my pastor. I'm a member of Higher Dimension Church. Are you familiar with Higher D? Um, I don't think so. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Me, you, wife, Jason, all of us, we're going to have to do a group trip. But um, I'm a member of Higher Dimension Church. And my pastor is Terrence um, Johnson, First Lady, Torsha Johnson. Um, so Pastor J, Lady J. They have done a phenomenal job. I moved here from Mississippi, um, born and raised. I moved here to Texas in 2013. My first friend that I made took me to Higher Dimension Church and I became a member in 2014. From that point on, I started really getting equipped with what it takes to really do life with somebody. Mm. So they have a book and they have um, this, this event. It's a sermon series we have every year called The Answer. And it's literally there to give you answers about relationships, all the tools, you know, to really equip you, like I said earlier, when you don't like the person, when you don't like your husband, you don't love your wife, you you just don't feel like it. Like, how do you continue to choose them again and again and again? And more importantly, how do you fight in the spirit? Because the thing that they focus on is, no, we don't, we we didn't always like each other and we wanted to give up. And the only thing that saved us was fighting in the spirit. So as a Christian, it's important that we learn how to fight in the spirit when you got two egos involved, when you got emotions involved, because when you're bumping heads, that's all it is. That's flesh. That's flesh against flesh. That's flesh against flesh. So the only thing to bring you back to earth, the only thing to ground you, you know, is to go back to the word and say, hey, I feel this way. You feel this way. But this is what God says. This is what God says. This is this is how we should be loving each other. This is how we handle this situation. So I think that the church is getting better about being transparent about the ugly parts of marriage. Everybody wants to talk about the rainbows and unicorns and God created marriage and it's so beautiful. And it is, but we all know that faith without works is, is dead. Uh, so marriage is meant to be beautiful, mm-hmm. but, you know, what makes it beautiful just when you're in a honeymoon phase or the fact that, you know, we fought through almost getting a divorce. We fought through infidelity. We fought through um, financial issues. I, I, I was prideful towards my husband. I was prideful towards my wife. I tore them down and we made it through that season. Mm. I think, you know, your perception of beauty changes when you realize this, when you realize that the beauty came from ashes, quote unquote ashes. So, yeah mm, i love that mm-hmm. i have a bonus question for you wow, okay i'm ready i'm ready bonus question because you've dropped so many gems today i could just pick your brain forever we can keep this thing going okay let's go <laughs> yeah 
do you feel and whether through your experience or what you see in culture today do you feel that marriage is dying do you feel like that's marriage is maybe almost outdated what are your thoughts on that yes um I literally was just talking to a friend yesterday I'm so passionate about it you know being a woman of faith um everybody has you know made marriage this societal thing and it's not a it's not about society i i'm disappointed um i tell my friends that i say you know people say marriage is just a piece of paper um and you know we've even seen it i'm sure you have shown is i never thought i'd see the day where marriage became a trend even it's a you know a trend for the people who are doing it they're not you know doing it for the right reason is oh i want to post my ring on social media i, I want to post my wedding i want to get the most likes I'm just like, people have subjected marriage to a societal thing when it's very much a spiritual thing. Yep. Nobody is fearful. You got all these people doing open marriages. Nobody is fearful of the consequence of violating a covenant. Um, no one truly understands. I'm just like, the fact that so many people say it's only a piece of paper, the fact that so many people have reframed marriage to look how they want it to look, lets you know that it, it is it's, it's dying it's dying i can count on one hand and not even a full one hand the number of marriages um that i look up to because it's rooted in, in biblical principles not that it's perfect but that they understand the sacredness of marriage like the sacredness is just thrown away it's, like, it's just a piece of paper it, it's just, just for the ground yeah i'm just getting married for the ground yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we know people do that. Yeah, we know right. people do that. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's dying. And um, one of the things that I really, really wanted people to get from my book is the spiritual principles, right? Like it wasn't that I was perfect, that I wasn't living in sin, but God kept me. These are the prayers I said to get free. This is what I'm still praying and believing in Him for. And until I see that, I'm not gonna play with marriage because I truly fear God. I truly fear disappointing him. I truly, you know, believe in the principles of a covenant agreement. Um, and so until then, we just, we're we not going to do that. We're just, we're not going to do it. We're not going to sell. No, that's right. Well, maybe you should start you a podcast. Maybe. I let, okay, I've I thought about it in the past because when I wrote my book, it's funny, all my friends laugh. Um, and they were really excited because it was like, well, I'm the go-to person for relationship advice, right? Mm -hmm. And it's ironic, right? The irony is in it is that I'm not in a relationship. And so a lot of people equate not being in a relationship with, oh, how can you tell me? And I'm just like, well, I can tell you what not to do. I can tell you that I'm not in a relationship because I understand what a relationship should look like. I could be in a relationship. I can, but you know, because of what God has on my life, what's attached to me, I can't just be with anybody. I, I can't just be with anybody. Um, and so I, I thought about it. I thought about, you know, dropping some nuggets and, you know, just being back into my women and men, like men go through the stuff that's in that book. Men go through those sticky situations. They do, they hurt just like, you know, you guys heard just like we do. Y'all have the same questions that we do. So I've thought about it, Sean. We'll, we'll talk more off record. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got you. Anything you need help with, I got you. Maybe you can come up with a podcast called The Gift of Goodbye. And you teach. Oh, people, I love it. I love it. I love it. And you're teaching people how to walk away from unhealthy relationships and what that relationship looked like for you and God after that relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go, your podcast. I'm not going to charge you for it, but there you go. <laughs> thank you, thank you for the gems. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to, um, I'm gonna pray on that. <laughs> it takes a lot of work, right? It's so commendable. Thank you for what you're doing on your platform. But I watch people who do podcasts, and I'm like, oh man, that takes a lot of time. And see, I, I got, I can do the time. I'm committed, you know, to helping save spirits and, and helping people be restored but i'm like man that technology no. all that technology shun let me tell you i'm i'm 32 
and I act like I'm at least 62 when it comes to technology. I don't, I can't do it. I didn't get a smartphone until my um, college graduation. Really? I'm not lying to you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give you a pass then. Since you since you got an iPhone that late in the game, I'll give you a pass. You, <laughs> I'll help you out if you need help. <laughs> no, it's all okay. good. It's all good. No pressure, but no, I just, I just love what you're doing. Um, women of faith, uh, because there's so much, I don't want to say trash, but there's a lot of people out here who's not talking about nothing that's starting podcasts. That's that got YouTube channels and so many people have built platforms from bitterness. And I'm just like, we need more healthy voices like you out here in these podcast streets. Uh, Thank you. Not the podcast. (laughs) yeah right um yeah so this has been an amazing episode thank you so much for uh what you do for what you stand for with god and 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 giving your wisdom and uh putting yourself out there through your hurt somebody else could possibly be healed uh thank you for that thank you for um the book that you've written and continue to just impact souls uh because you're needed out here and I really believe that there's some people that's called to you, you know, and it doesn't have to be a million people. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? They can just be a certain amount of people. But um, yeah, use your voice to continue to empower because we need that in this day and age, because I think this is like the last last days. <laughs> Who knows? With this world for world. sure. For yeah. sure, man. For sure. We, we got some souls to say. We got some life to live because um these days are looking real foggy it's looking real bleak yeah yeah so that's what i was just saying i just want to commend you for everything you do continue to do what you're doing uh brave hearts community make sure that you go cop go pick up a copy of sticky situations the gift hold up yours the gift of goodbye and um kiara let everyone know how they can purchase a copy of your book and i got mine's autograph i got mine's in here yes my my little (laughs) autograph you know what i'm saying so uh yeah let everyone know how they can get uh purchase your book absolutely guys if you want to purchase which i pray that you do sticky situations to give the goodbye you can go to sticky situations gg as in give the goodbye um dot com and order it and it'll be to you like that shauna tell you getting these books out quick so yeah you can go there and purchase there's a paypal link there's a card link everything that you need right there And then uh, can you give us your socials and how everyone can get in contact with you on social media? Absolutely. So I don't have a page for the book, but if you want to follow me directly, my Instagram is Blue Beauty. Um, There's B-L-U. Yes, I intentionally left off the E. Uh, B-3-A-U-T-Y. Well, B-L-U underscore. Sorry, it's an underscore between the Blue and Beauty. Okay. Okay, and I'll make sure I have that linked up uh, on the YouTube channel as well. So that way people can follow you on Instagram. Okay. Thank okay, you. Awesome. Thank you, Kiara, once again, for being a guest on the Scary to Remarry podcast. Brave Hearts community, you know what's up. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you share this video with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere where you get your podcast platform that you can Uh, listen to this in audio form as well as watching this on video this is sean heineman as scary to remarry wanting you to love fearlessly take care people